everybody. Welcome to episode seven of our midweek podcast. I'm Pastor Josh, and we're continuing on in our Close Encounter series. And today we're talking about Zacchaeus. Uh, Zacchaeus, this is an amazing story. I think many of us would have kind of engaged it in our Sunday school days. If not, if you hadn't kind of ever heard this story, you can find it in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. And really what it's about is this tax collector. He's, the text actually says he's the chief tax collector. Uh, essentially what this guy is, Zacchaeus, he is like the head of departments in CRA, for example. So he is not only a tax collector, but tax collectors in that day are known for kind of extorting people out of money and just becoming very rich uh, on the backs of their own people. So they were outsourced by the Romans, and, and then they would take their authority, go to the other Jewish folks inside of their region, uh, and then actually not only take tax, but extort them out of more money so that they could get rich quickly. So on top of their salary, they'd have more money there. And so this guy, Zacchaeus, is not a good guy. Uh, on top of it all, he is super short, and people not only have a disdain for him, but also have a disrespect for him in, in a way that he's almost a traitor to this particular uh, society. And so Jesus is walking through his town, uh, Jericho, and Zacchaeus desperately wants to see Jesus, and obviously nobody in the crowd is going to move to let him see, and so they kind of block him, and he can't see Jesus as Jesus is walking by, so he runs and starts climbing the sycamore tree just so that he can get a view of Jesus, and that's what he does. And as he stands there, he's finally seeing this Jesus guy, this person that he's very curious about, but also this person that he's very aware that he shouldn't have anything to do with. I mean, he's a religious leader. He's heard a lot of stuff about Jesus, and yet he knows because of who he is as a human being, because of what he does, because of what he's done, he didn't deserve at all to be around this guy Jesus. He just wants to get a glimpse of him. And the beauty about Christ is that he actually stops, notices him, and looks up and says to Zacchaeus, hey, come down. We're going to hang out. I want to come over to your house. And it's not just I want to come over. I'm coming over. And we are going to be friends. And it's going to be a great, great thing between us. And the crowd there would have been astonished that Jesus, this religious rabbi, teacher, would have wanted to associate with a guy like him. I mean, this guy is a, is a sinner. He's awful. And yet, Jesus, that's exactly what he does. He, he spends time with him. He goes with him. And at his house... And I'll, I'll read this part because I, I think it is so, uh, it's, it's so powerful. This is, verse, um, this is verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He had gone to be the guest of a sinner. So this is Jesus saying that he's, gonna, he's inviting himself over to Zacchaeus' house. Verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay it back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to his house, to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus' demonstration of grace to Zacchaeus actually causes his heart to change. I mean, literally, you're looking at a guy who desperately is obsessed with stuff and power and everything in between. And the minute that Jesus calls him out 
his heart is so touched that it moves him. Grace actually moved him to get rid of, not get rid of, but actually give away the money that he had spent years accumulating. And not only that, but grace moved him. Jesus' demonstration of grace moved him so much so, changed his heart so much so, that whatever he owed somebody, he had cheated somebody out of something, he was willing to, to make right, to reconcile, to bring back together, to, to make right. I mean, it's this amazing story that lots of times all we see is this guy, Zacchaeus, the small man who's in a tree. We have Sunday school songs about him if you grew up in Sunday school. We have all kinds of ideas of what this could have been. And yet, the reality is that in the middle of this close encounter with Jesus, Zacchaeus, his heart completely changes because Jesus extends grace to him. It's amazing. And ultimately, through the story, we learn some stuff about Jesus that's, that's really important. And, and the first point, Pastor Marvin really uh, went at this, is that Jesus, ultimately what we learn about him is that he is desperately in pursuit of people that are far away from him. I mean, the reality is that there are people in your life and in my life who we just think or we have this perception that maybe, whether we like to admit it or not, that they don't necessarily deserve God's grace and God's love because they are absolutely awful people. I mean, none of us say that out loud, right? It's, it's almost this thing that is unspoken. And yet the reality is for many of us, there are certain types of people, there are certain categories of people, there are certain things that happen uh, that people have done that we almost personally kind of disqualify them from ever being able to receive the gospel. Like, they're way too far gone. And yet, I think that's what's so scandalous about the grace of God, right? Is that it goes beyond anything that any human being could ever perceive in their minds. It, 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 it stretches beyond anything that we think that people deserve. It goes past the very awful acts that people do and the very uh, sin nature that they kind of lean into, it pierces through all that stuff and reaches their hearts. And the incredible thing is that it, it changes them. I mean, lots of times I think we think that people can never change, right? We have this thing in our minds that people don't change. I mean, the more we look at uh, people's patterns, the way that they are, over, overwhelmingly, I think most people would say, oh, people don't change. And I would say that's categorically against grace and the gospel. I mean, we really do believe that people can change, including you and me. We really do believe that grace actually has a way of leading people towards life. And I think the big thing to notice here is that Jesus is in desperate pursuit of people that nobody else wants, nobody thinks, that everyone thinks is uh, are unredeemable. But Jesus sees the good in them. That, I think, is an amazing truth, because if you think about you and me, I mean, the reality is you and I don't deserve anything that Jesus has ever given us. I mean, if we're really honest, we know who we are, and we don't deserve the gospel. But the reality is that Jesus actually pursues us, wants us, wants to be in relationship with us. Is not just suggesting that, we come, that he comes over to our house. Is literally telling us, I'm coming over and we are going to be friends. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm so thankful that he did that. Because on my own, I just would have always kind of pushed him away or, or kept a distance. 
Because at the end of the day, I, I just know that I, I don't deserve to be in relationship with God. And yet what Jesus has done on the cross for us is he's literally said, I'm coming over, we're going to be friends, and that's, that's all, that's it. And the joy of it is that we have the responsibility to respond and say, oh, oh okay. This idea of him seeking and saving the lost, I think, is, is an incredible truth. And it's something that, that we need to see more of in terms of the way that we see people. I mean, you and I know that there are certain people in this world that are not, we have this perception that they're, they're not redeemable. But if we see people with the eyes of Jesus, I mean, how could we ever look at another person and say that no matter how much they've hurt us, no matter how awful or unhuman we think that they are, if they are a person living and breathing, they have a soul, and God wants them, and God's pursuing them. God wants to be in relationship with them. And that's, I think that's an amazing lesson to not only remind ourselves about Jesus and our relationship with him, but also how we should view people in the light of the mission of God to the world. I mean, the second thing that we learn through this, and Pastor Marvin again kind of touched on it, or does touch on it, is that the gospel completely changes a person. I mean, it's not just that the gospel uh, does behavior modification. It's that the gospel literally changes somebody from the inside out. I mean, you see Zacchaeus's greed, it transforms into generosity. You see his power that he is so held onto, he starts using it for blessing, reconciliation, bringing things, making things right. That is not a natural thing. And we, we love to talk about like, oh, well, you know, I go to church and that's what's changing me. No, listen, that's not what's changing you. If I'm glad you're coming. I, we, we are so happy that you come to our church. We are so happy that you're part of our community. But the reality is what is changing you, what is making you into the image of Jesus is actually the Holy Spirit. And, I, and here's the reality is that sometimes we look at people and we think, you know what, we need to start nitpicking at the things that they're doing. We need to start calling them out on things, and we need to start saying, you know, what you're doing is wrong. And while there is space for that in genuine community, lots of the times we don't know exactly what the other person is is going through. We don't know where it stemmed from. And I think this whole idea of grace and truth has to be balanced and has to be brought because that's exactly how Jesus did it. But do you ever think that maybe, just maybe, the Holy Spirit is really good at his job? And that... God's grace to us, the gospel to us, is the very thing that should transform somebody's heart to begin to want to please God in various ways. So the stuff that you're entangled with, I mean, the Holy Spirit's going to let you know you're entangled with it. What we struggle with lots of times is the timing. We think that the minute somebody you know, gets convicted, all of a sudden that they should just start changing everything right away, and, and, and rightly so, they should. But we all know that human beings don't function that way. And yet, we put these expectations on people that are so high, instead of allowing the Spirit to lead them to the answers that they're looking for in their own lives. We don't trust the Spirit sometimes to do His work, so we kind of preemptively try to do it. And yet, the gospel, as it is, as this incredible truth that God, God's grace has been poured out on us, should actually 
change our heart. It's supernatural. It should change our hearts in a way that it leads us to repentance. It leads us to change lives. It leads us to want to give up the stuff that, that just entangles our, our hearts and our lives, that messes up our families, that, that hurts us, this whole sin thing. And that's the great part about this too, is that the second point is that the gospel actually transforms people's lives. And lastly, in this story, we learn something about human nature. I mean, we look at the efforts of Zacchaeus to get a glimpse of Jesus, and it tells us something about the fact that every human being, I mean, even the crowd that was there, all of them are attracted to this guy named Jesus. They're all, you know, attracted to, well, he's doing miracles, stuff's happening. I mean, like, this is, this is pretty cool. Zacchaeus is also attracted to that, and yet is so desperate to get a glimpse of this guy, Jesus, this rabbi Jesus, teacher Jesus, that he's willing to become so undignified that he would raise his robe, run up a tree just to get a glimpse. I mean, how, like, what would cause a full-grown man who is rich, who is powerful to do that? The reality is in every human heart, in the soul of humanity, the day that we were disconnected from God in the garden, we've been longing to be reconnected. But we don't know how to describe it. We don't know how to find it. We don't know what to do about it. Romans actually says that at some point after that whole disconnection, we went from worshiping the creator to worshiping the creation. And so now the very things that we run after our stuff, our things that God has created. But we have this thing in our heads that that's actually what's going to satisfy our heart. So we run after things like money, power, sex, um, food. I mean, we run after all kinds of different things to try to satisfy the longings in our heart. And yet the reality is we know, all of us know, that it will never satisfy it. And while we know that, I think sometimes we can miss the reality here that Zacchaeus is really kind of the, the blueprint for every human being, right? That inside of human nature, as sinful as it is, there, there is this redeemable space. There's this part of us that actually says, you know what? There is something bigger than me. There's something bigger than myself, and I need to find it. And every human heart is on the search for it. And for all of us, that should be very encouraging because our hearts found it. And then that should give us this incredible passion to go and share the good news of Jesus with other people so that their hearts can find the very thing that they're, I mean, they've been looking for for years. So this week in your groups, what I really want you to do is to actually go away and think about these three aspects of grace of the gospel that I think are really important to take in for ourselves. The first one, I think it's the way Jesus sees people. I mean, ultimately, we know that he shows grace and pours grace on everyone, that everybody is, is an open vessel that could potentially take in the gospel. And yet, we have sometimes these preconceived notions or these prejudices between when it comes to certain people that we think that they might not necessarily be as worthy as other people to receive God's grace. We got to work through that. So together as a group or just individually, I think the big questions are, how do you see people? Do you see them through the lens of the gospel? Do you see them as Jesus would? I mean, he desperately pursued Zacchaeus. He desperately pursued you. And the reality is he's desperately pursuing every human on the planet. And so 
I, w- I want you to think through that. How do you see people in light of that truth? Second, when it comes to the gospel, how has the gospel changed the way that you act, behave, what you do? I mean, literally, the gospel is the minute it integrates with your heart, it should change everything about you. And I'm not saying change everything overnight, but what I am saying is that are you getting better as a follower of Jesus? Are you getting better as, a, as what you truly need to be as a human being, right? Are you becoming more kind? Has the Spirit in you, is it producing fruit? I think it's one of the ways that you can know that the gospel has been uh, seated inside of you is that you are producing the fruit of the Spirit, because now the Spirit's inside of you. So how are you doing there? What's, what's going on in your life there? And lastly, when it comes to human nature, this lesson that we've learned about the fact that every human heart is searching for something to satisfy it. I mean, we've talked about this for the last few weeks, and yet every time we see one of these close encounters with, with Jesus, you see how he grabs hold of the human heart, and it's almost like the heart goes off and says, I found what I'm looking for. And if that is truly the case, and, and we know it is the case, then that means that every person in your family that doesn't know Jesus, that means that every human being that walks the streets of our city, that means that every person on the planet, the seven billion people on the planet who don't, you know, those that don't know Jesus, their heart is in search for something that will satisfy them. And if that's the case, for those of us who have found the very thing that satisfies our souls, we have a responsibility to point them in the right direction. And the question is, are, are you doing that? Are you helping people be pointed into the right direction? Are you sharing the good news of Jesus with people? And it's not about just getting a checklist to get somebody to say a prayer. No, it's, it's really about making sure that people are finding the satisfaction that they've been looking for for, you know, years, decades, a lifetime. Listen, thank you so much for, for listening to this podcast. We are so excited that, uh, that you're taking the time to do this. We know it takes time out of your day. And so we, we want to value, we want to honor that. So thank you so much for doing that. You can get uh, the questions for this particular episode at elamchurch.podbean.com. Uh, there you can also download episodes uh, that you, maybe you've missed. You can also subscribe on, on iTunes. Uh, if you search Elam Church, we're the first church that comes up, click that. You can download the episodes, but also subscribe both at Podbean and at iTunes. Uh, you can also check us out on our website if you're listening to this for the first time and you're, you want to explore Elam, elamchurch.ca. We would love to have you for one of our services, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday night, 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and then 10.15 on Sunday morning as well. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We'll see you next week.